0: Hey there, Traveller, and welcome to Peace in the Promise pod. I'm your host, Marembé, aka Peace in the Promise, and I am so glad that you found your way here. It's my hope that, through the sharing of my many tales and stories of roads travel, you may come to know that you are not alone in this walk, and that peace truly is attainable right now, whether you are in the wilderness or in the land of promise. Happy listening, and remember that every experience is unique. Hello, hello, hello guys and welcome to another episode of Peace in the Promise Pod. My name is Marimba. I'm your host and today I'm going to talk about the struggles that come with being saved. I'm pretty much talking about temptations, I'm talking about falling short, I'm talking about what do you do when you find yourself in compromising situations or you find yourself in the same sins over and over and over again and whatever and what do we do, like what does that mean for us as believers what does that mean like where do we go from here you know um I guess I'm just discussing it as I don't know I just feel like it's really strong like on my heart because I feel like it's an area that we can be so scared to speak about and let me speak for myself I'll confess like you know let's say you might see someone going on a path that you've also that you've been on or you might um you know be seeing someone let's say it's like a friend like running towards like they're gonna as if they're running towards a cliff and you're kind of like ah Like, you wanna yell and be like, stop, or you wanna tell them, like, there's a cliff there. But, you know, we have this thing as well that makes us fearful of, I guess, speaking out. And being like, you know, honest, and let's say we want to speak from experience, but then there's something that holds us back because it's like, oh no, what if people think that we're just being know-it-alls? What if, like, what if, what if, what if, then we lose this friendship because they think I'm being judgmental or whatever? When in actual fact, like, we're not trying to be judgmental. It's like, no, 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 literally, I've walked that road before and I fell off that cliff, so I just don't want you to walk off that cliff either. But you know, it's, it's a difficult. It's a. It can be quite a tricky situation It's tricky circumstances because um, in a similar sense, I can just think about it with my kids, right? So there are things that, let's say if my son is dangling off, he like—he really loves climbing on stools these days. We've got these stools that swing around like they're on the kitchen, on the other side of the kitchen uh, bench. Anyway, so he's recently, in the past couple of months, he's learned how to climb on them. Um, And me like it gives me a heart attack each time even though he's getting but he's gotten better at it and he's really efficient. But you know he is more or less fearless when he climbs them because he's not had the experience of falling from that greater distance and smacking his head on the ground. So he's fearless to him it's like I'm good I'm fine like this is nothing like why is mom freaking out or why is mom telling me to be careful what does she mean you know. So to him, he's not had the experience of falling off and knocking his head on the ground, but me, like, I've experienced falling time and time and time and time again, so I know it hurts, I know that if you fall the wrong way, you could crack your head open, I know that if you fall a certain way, you know, you could have to go to hospital, I know the consequences of falling right and falling from that greater height so I have that advantage of having that experiential knowledge of saying like look I've fallen so I know it's gonna hurt so that's why I'm telling you to be careful but to him it's like why is mum being so like fussy why is she telling me to get off the chair why is she coming and picking me off the chair so you know it's 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 challenging for both sides because there's the one side which is my son who's like why is she trying to restrict me from living my life and there's my side, which is like, why does he want to have to experience the pain in order to, you know what I mean? In order to learn, <laughs> you know, why does, uh, and then there was also another part of me that's like, should I just let him fall? Like, do I just let him like fall and, and injure himself and maybe pro- possibly get really seriously injured in order to learn? Or do I caution him and then just let him learn from that? Or do I actually physically get up and take him off the, ca- off, off the chair? And, you know, all of them have valid, you know, I guess, reasonings or rationales behind them, but I think that's something that we struggle with so much in the faith, like, and that's what can, you know, make us fear so much to speak out and to say anything because we're so afraid of being, you know, labeled as judgmental or just being so intense or whatever, but also on the other side, we begin to feel riddled with guilt because it's like, ah, like I could have, you know, helped that person out or maybe that person's going through this and no one's actually saying anything to them. So maybe they don't know that the path that they're on might actually lead them down, you know, a dangerous path or they could really get hurt from this, like seriously hurt. Um, So that's something, honestly, I wrestle with that so much, like in my own life and let's say with the people that are around me, like I'm like, sometimes I'm like, do I say something or do I just hold back or do I let them just learn through experience or do I just you know, come out with it and risk, you know, potentially damaging or, you know, losing a relationship, right? So, um, yeah, I just thought, you know what, let me jump on and talk about sin and talk about the temptations that we face and because it's a real thing. Like we can't even pretend that we don't. And I think, you know, sometimes we think when someone or when an elder or when someone comes to us and is kind of trying to advise us and say, Hey, look, where you're going is not good. Sometimes we're like, "Ah, why are these people coming and telling me these things? Like they've lived life too. Like, why can't they just let me live? And it's like, I think it's important for us to understand, like, you know, and I've said it in an earlier podcast, people, when, when oftentimes when people come to advise, yes, not everyone is coming with, you know, the right heart, I suppose, but if it's somebody that genuinely cares for you, somebody that loves you, then I think it, it, it pays to just pay attention and just think to yourself, you know what, this person does have the advantage of life experience. So they've seen things that I haven't seen yet. They've walked roads that I haven't walked on yet. So perhaps there is some truth in what they are saying. Perhaps I should, you know pocket this advice and, and, and hold on to it maybe for a future time because it may come in handy, right? And for me, like I can totally relate to that because let's say like such a popular sin that we face these days is like literally sex outside of marriage. Like it's such a common thing. Like it's just, it's honestly in the church community, it's just normalized almost. Like, you know, we just kind of just don't talk about it. It's kind of like, oh, okay okay. Huh? Like, you know, we just pretend it's not happening or we just kind of glaze over it like whatever, you know what I mean? Um, but it's such a a common thing you know it's such a common area in which so many of us fall short Um, so what do we do like how do we address these things and how do we encourage each other and how do we I guess overcome these things Um, I think it throughout my experiences like you know with falling short in so many areas like I think the, the key thing that God showed me and revealed to me, there was one area of my life in which I kept falling short over and over and over again. And I was just like, why can't I just get over this thing? Why can't I just like conquer this thing? You know, I don't want to do it anymore and I don't want this, but how can I just keep finding myself gravitating towards this thing? And I think the most, the time that I really found that I got, I guess I could say freedom or like I kind of was able to stand up against it was when I actually confessed it out, like aloud, not just to God, but when I actually opened up to somebody about it. Now, confession like that sounds like a really scary thing, right? It sounds so scary to be vulnerable. And a lot of the sins, like let's say things like pornography, things like just things like that can be really like, I guess, embarrassing, or there's like a stigma and a shame like associated to it, especially for females. You know, so you get afraid and it's like, ah I can't I can't open up about that. I can't talk about this, I can't talk about that, because that's embarrassing. But I found the most freedom from my sin when I actually opened up and confessed it. And God actually showed me it's like, you know, sin it loses its authority when it's exposed to the light it thrives sin it will thrive in the darkness so as long as you keep it as long as you keep it in and that's what it will do sin it will make you feel embarrassed it will make you feel ashamed you'll be like nah I can't tell this to anyone or I won't say this to anyone I'll just hide it I'll just hold it to myself it's okay I'll get over this myself I can overcome this next time but you will never overcome it as long as you keep it in the dark, because that's where it thrives. That's its environment. That's its domain. You know what I mean? Like you will never conquer. You know what I mean? Let's say let's let's talk about it this way. You know when you're watching, uh, let's say you're watching a basketball game. So I'm in, I'm from Perth. So let's say you're watching the Wildcats versus you know is it the Sydney Kings? So if we're watching them from Perth, they always say that you know where if you are playing in your home ground, you have the greatest advantage because you've got all the support of your, you know, your, 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 your city's, like, what is it, kinsmen, or you've got the support of your city because, you know, let's say Sydney Kings, when they have to fly over to Perth to play, we're all booing Sydney because we're like, you guys aren't from here, like, we're going to support our own, right? So when they're not in their environment, they're not going to thrive, but when it's, when you're in your environment, when the players are in their environment, they thrive. So in a similar sense, sin, when it's in the dark, it thrives. It's like, this is my domain. So as long as you're, you're, you know, I'm going to intimidate you to remain silent about what you're going through, then you're going to continue to suffer. You know, my, (laughs) my spiritual mom, she always says like, you know, When you're quiet, then it will just continue to beat you up in the corner. So it will beat you up like, okay, stay quiet. I'll keep beating you up. I'm still going to keep you in this depression. I'm going to still keep leading you into these sins that are not going to give you value and not going to give you life and you still feel empty after you do this thing. So, you know, it will continue to beat you up in the corner. But the moment that you open up, the moment that you kind of expose that sin to the light, That's when you, anyway, with me. That's when I began to gain authority, and that's when I began to acknowledge or realize my real authority over that thing. Every time I tried to keep it silent, then that's when it would it would begin to rule over me. But when I made the decision, I I think at some point, like I had to make the decision, like nah, fam. If I'm gonna, if I'm struggling with this, or if I've fallen short in this area, or if I've fallen into sin, I need to confess it out. So. I think there were two main areas and then there was one area where like I would confess that like me and my friend like we became like we would say that we were each other's accountability partners so we would really just speak to each other and confess and like really talk about our struggles and be like hey look yeah I really struggled at this point and yeah this was a tempting situation and yeah this and this and this but we would really just confess to each other and open up to each other about what we were doing. And we would give each other advice and be like, you know what? No, you can stand strong. You can stand firm. And we would give each other scriptures to remember. And we would send each other texts. And let's say if we were in risky situations, we would legit like send each other's text messages or say like, look, can you pray for me? Because I'm like really struggling right now, you know? So that was so, for me, that was so helpful to know that I wasn't standing alone. And I think, you know, in this day and age, we don't really value, um, I guess that vulnerability. A lot of us don't value that vulnerability. You know, sometimes it's for a legitimate reason. Maybe we've been hurt. Maybe we've been vulnerable with someone, someone, and they have, you know, abused that trust. They've abused the information that we've given them. And that really sucks. And that, you know, you know, we're in a sin-filled world, so nobody's perfect. And obviously that it's understandable that you're not going to be able to, you know, you might struggle with trust after an experience like that. But, I think it's so important for us to find community and even if it's not somebody that is at your level find somebody who is an elder find someone who is older who's mature who's walked the roads before that can actually give you that that wisdom and that insight that you have not seen and that maybe your peers cannot give you right so I guess it's yeah it's two things get accountability and get it from you know you can have the accountability and the support and the encouragement of your peers but I think it's also important for us to literally look to the elders um and if you don't have an elder, pray, ask, ask God to bring people because I'm sure that there are people, but so often we don't really acknowledge or recognize them. I know I, myself, there are times where I'm like, oh God, I feel like I don't have anybody. But then when I actually pray or reflect, then God will just bring people to mind. Like, look, I've had this person in your life from the, the beginning and you've just not acknowledged them. Like they have so much wisdom that they can impart onto you, right? So yeah, I think it's so important for us to yeah have that community and accountability And to not fear confession, because honestly, confession to God and confession to man, it's so, so helpful. Like, it's not a law, like, I don't, anyway, I don't think it's a law to, like, confess to man. Like, you must do it, otherwise you'll never be free. But I think it it genuinely, it helps so much, because it helps you to know, I'm not standing in this by myself. And quite often, you might confess to someone, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've gone through that too, and this is what helped me. Or, hey, let's encourage each other and support each other in this area. Um... Yeah, so (laughs) I don't really know if that's um, addressed what I was intending to talk about today. But I just think I just really want to encourage us to, you know, understand that, yes, sin is, is, is alive and rampant. And as a believer, as a follower of Jesus Christ, as much as we would wish that we were perfect and flawless and that we never sinned, we never gossiped, we never wanted to have sex outside of marriage, we never looked at anybody with lustful eyes, we never, you know, wanted to beat someone up, we never did this, we never slapped somebody, you know what I mean? You wish that you never did anything. That'd be great, right? It would be great to be a perfect person that never had any jealous thoughts or whatever, but... The fact of the matter is we are human beings therefore we have all fallen short. There's a scripture that says for all have fallen short of the glory of God right. There is not one righteous person on this earth. Whether you think that you've done everything right, whether you've read all the self-help books on how to be a good person and you're you know trying to practice all of those things, there is no righteous person on this earth. None but Christ right. So I think and that's why I guess that's why we are called to emulate Christ, because he's the only one that managed to to walk this road, to walk this life out without committing a single sin. So I think it's important to understand that, yeah, we, we will struggle and there will be, you know, we will wrestle, you know, with certain things. Um, But the thing is, we are set free when you are a believer of Christ, when you follow him you are no longer bound to your flesh. You're no longer bound to what it wants you to do, where it wants you to go. Just because you think a certain thing or feel a certain thing, you are not ruled by it. It's not like, you know, you're not an animal that's just dictated by impulses. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you have that free will and that mind to say, you know what? I might want to do this, but I know that this isn't going to lead me where I need to be. I know that this isn't going to be honoring to God. I know that this isn't something that that will benefit myself or anyone else you know so sometimes you just need to remind yourself of that and I tell you what like I think that's the key word of this podcast like find yourself some accountability get some get some help get some support because we are really not meant to live this life out by ourselves if you read the book of Acts even me I need to go back and read it again but you see how community oriented the early church was it was all about community sharing things with one another supporting each other sparing each other on But now we can act like we're so divided, like, ah, like these guys aren't doing this perfectly or these guys aren't preaching exactly right or this one isn't doing this. So I'm just not going to go to church or I'm not going to be involved in any community. I'm just going to withdraw to myself, not listen to anybody. I'm just going to figure it out. Just me and God. But that's also a dangerous territory to be in because human beings can get it wrong, including you, including me. So if we're just like, look, I'm just going to be like just by myself, me and God, not going to need anybody, not going to hear anybody. What if someone else starts speaking to you in that time? Do you know what I mean? And I can, you know, relate to that. I can, I can actually attest to that. Like that's happened to me where you're like, nah, like I'm going to go super deep and hear God myself. And I'm just going to go up upon, you know, Mount <laughs> Mount whatever. And just speak to God and just be really deep. And then, you know, you end up realizing, you know, you're not even listening to God in that time, right? So I think it's important to remember community is vital. Community is so important and it's necessary. And it's there for our benefit, you know, um... I've heard, like, you know, when you're in community, you keep each other warm. Penguins, they legit huddle together in Antarctica because it's freezing cold. If you veer off, if you come out of that huddle, you're more susceptible to either freezing to death or being attacked by the other wild animals that are there. So, you know, accountability and community is so, 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 so important. So, even if you're introverted like myself, like, find yourself a community that, you know, can, I guess, even cater to you. And sometimes it does take that stepping out and just getting a bit out of your comfort zone as well. And that's something that I'm continuously learning, you know, I would prefer to just stay in my house all the time, not do anything, not talk to anybody, disappear, hide under my covers. But I know from experiencing, you know, postpartum depression and all this stuff, that that's not beneficial for me, like long term, that's going to cause harm to me, not good. So, you know, if if it's going to take me getting out of my comfort zone and then, you know, texting people now and then or calling someone now and then or, you know, getting together with a community of people like now, not now and then, but, you know, regularly, um, then I'm going to do that. You know, if it's going to uplift my spirit and that will in turn benefit what I put out, then that's what I need to do. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, so (laughs) be encouraged and just know that if you are struggling in a certain area, if there are certain, you know, sins or habits or whatever that you find yourself just continuously falling into, if you are going down a road and you're kind of like, oh, part of you is pulling you and saying, look, man, like this road ain't the road for you, like, I've called you, i have not called to go down here, but, you know, you're kind of like, ah, I'm just, you know, I just want to live my life, I just want to do this, or I just want to whatever, but something in you is pulling you, saying, like, ah, you know that this isn't where I've called you to be, man, then, you know, I just encourage you, like, you're not alone, you know, we've all been there, we've wrestled, we've, like, had that pull of, like, between wanting to do what we want to do, and then, you know, God calling you into a certain area, but, I'll tell you what. Where God has called you to, He has graced you to be there. So He will empower you and give you the strength that you need to just draw out from wherever you are to go on the path that He's called you from, to to go on the path that He's called you to. And I'll give you this encouragement. You know, you will never have peace if you are not walking in alignment with what God has called you to do. Look at Jonah. He fled. <laughs> he thought he fled from God, but you know he couldn't have peace. He was there in that whale, and until he was like, okay, God you know, I'll do what you want me to do. That's when he was spat up from the whale. And okay, then he could go on and do what he was supposed to do. Even if he was annoyed, even if he was frustrated, you know? So yeah, I just want to encourage you, you know, there are things that might seem right to us, but you know, it doesn't end always well. (laughs) So just, you know, take upon the wisdom of those around you, get some community support, get some accountability with somebody that, you know, you can trust. And yeah, just, just be encouraged. You're not alone in this walk. And, and, you know, in this world, we might have troubles, you might have tests, you might have trials, but Christ has overcome it. So the strength that you need to overcome everything and anything is founded in him. It's not willpower. It's not writing down a list of everything that you have to do perfectly. It is literally through and by Christ. So hold on to that, hold on to that promise, hold on to that truth, hold on to that peace and just know that he's with you. He's with you and he wants you to overcome He's not just there waiting to punish you, but he's literally there wanting to empower you to overcome. And he wants you to be able to see that he already has empowered you to overcome. So be encouraged today, friend. That's all from me today. Be sure to listen to my... Oh, no, you're already listening to my podcast. (laughs) Be sure to check out my website peaceinthepromise.com also check out my youtube and my facebook which are both peace in the promise and check out my instagram which is at peaceinthepromise.hq um and yeah stay connected be encouraged try and spread some joy today if you can't just rest in the promises of god promises (laughs) promises of god today (laughs) god is good it's a great day to be alive guys all right enjoy the rest of your day and until the next podcast peace All music used is sourced from Ixon Music.